your voice girl it's when it gets windy that it it meant this is what happens you're like <laughs> it cuts hey, off Marcy, it cuts off going, how was your week <laughs> <laughs> it cuts off so please forgive my voice again today <laughs> i just wanted you to address that that was all <laughs> Um, my week was good. Um, my week's good every week. You know, I know I always complain about work or something, but you know that's just the everyday trials and tribulations of life. But my 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 week was good. I'm just learning about Marcy, growing, evolving. Yeah, that's it. That's I don't really good. have anything like pointed that happened. <coughs> um, went to the sand hill yesterday with my daughter and Jamie. Shout out both of them. Um, I carried my dog. I, wa- I walked up the hill. This thing is steep, y'all. It's on PCH. <laughs> and, um, you know, every time you take a step in sand, your foot sinks. Mm-hmm. So once my daughter brought her dog, my dog, who is 16, almost 17, he was doing fine walking up the hill just, tick, 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 you know, because he's a little dog. As soon as he saw his little nephew, his little 18-month pit bull nephew, who's cray Cray. And big. He's big. Love me. I love you, Kenji. I love me some Kenji, but he's crazy. As soon as he saw Kenji, he stopped in the middle of the sand. So I had to carry him <laughs> up the hill. Otherwise, he would not move. I can still see it, too. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because when he comes to the house, Kilo will hide in the closet. Like if, if I don't know where he is, I'll look in the back of my closet. Mm-hmm. And he's hiding behind the purses. Not even in his bed. Like, he'll be in the back back hiding. Probably because his energy is too much. Yeah. Yeah. And he's a good dog. Don't get me wrong, Dre. Don't be cussing me out. Her dog is good, but um, <laughs> he's just hyper. So, yeah, that was my week. How was yours? My week was pretty good, but I did get some sad news. Um, one, of, uh, one of my friends from my prior uh, work. She transitioned, and uh, her name is Sandy. So, you know, it was just sad because it was, and I had just spoken to her, like, not too long, not verbally spoken, but we texted because we would keep in touch. Mm -hmm. So that was, you know, that was some bad news we got. And, um, but other than that, the week has been pretty good. (laughs) The week has been pretty good. I guess we are going to get on with the show. Let's do it. it. And now, Metaphysics with Marcy. This week, we're going to talk about tarot. Okay, okay. Ooh. (laughs) Like some people, I mean, it's very taboo. Some people are very like, oh, you know, it's devil work. It's, you know, whatever they think. But it's absolutely not. So I want you guys to go into this with an open mind and really hearing what I'm about to say about tarot and what it does. Uh, Depending on 
how far I get today. I may push it into two weeks, but I'll know by the end of my segment. So we'll we'll see how far I get because I do have a lot of information because there's a lot of a lot to tarot. So, but before I do get into it, I want to point out that it's just another tool of divination helping us to connect to the unseen world of energy and vibrations. Mm -hmm. The cards basically reflect back to us the matching vibration of what we're feeling at the present moment Mm -hmm. so that we can see more objectively and clearly into our inner worlds. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now some of you may be thinking, well, Marcy, what is divination? (laughs) According to Google, it's the practice of seeking knowledge of the future or unknown by supernatural means. According to Marcy... It's things like astrology, numerology, talking to a psychic or mystic, and of course, tarot. Mm-hmm. So let's jump right into it. So where did tarot originate from? Sometime around the 14th century, the Italian aristocracy was enjoying a game known as, and y'all don't laugh at my Italian accent because your girl is good, so, tarocchi appropriati. That was good. In which players were dealt random (laughs) cards and used thematic associations with these cards to write poetic verses about one another. Even the earliest known tarot decks weren't designed with mysticism in mind. They were actually meant for playing a game similar to what we call bridge right now today. Wealthy families in Italy commissioned expensive artist-made decks known as, here we go again, carte da trionfi, (laughs) which means... Cards of Triumph. Shut up, Tracy. (laughs) These cards were marked with suits of cups, swords, coins, and polo sticks, which eventually changed to wands, and also courts, consisting of a king and two male underlings. Tarot cards later incorporated queens, the wild card, and the fool to the system for a complete deck that totaled 78 cards. So the composition of the tarot deck is there's two parts. There's the major arcana, and the minor arcana. So let's talk about the major arcana first. So there are 22 major arcana tarot meanings which connect to the laws of the universe. The pictures on the cards represent life and the stages and experiences we all go through. So I'm gonna stop here for a second. So Tracy, have you ever had a tarot reading? Yes. And did it come out with positive with how, what you thought, like what they told you, was it accurate? Yeah, because it actually happened. What happened was when I went to these people, when they were shuffling the cards, one of the cards flew out. And mm. they were like, oh, there's a message for you. There's a message for you. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so um, they actually told me I was going to be traveling because it wasn't, it, it was something that wasn't, um, I'm sorry, let, let me let me back that up. They said I was going to be traveling in regards to like a family matter. And I actually did. I traveled to North Carolina. That was when my grandmother pat- transitioned in North Carolina. This was years ago, though. Mm. And so, yeah, it was it was accurate. And it was they were really good. That's all mm. I got to say. They it, it was good. It was a good reading. Okay. So I have done tarot as well. I do it for myself. I do it for my friends. I don't really do it for like clients or people pay me money um, because I just I just don't want to do that. But um The readings that I've done for other people have been spot on Mm -hmm, accurate. mm -hmm. And I know for me, I don't like to, because it is a spiritual thing. You like want to tap into your intuition. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to have like, you know, you don't want to be drunk. You don't want to be, you know, in a bad mood. You have to be in a peaceful place. But let's get back to the, um, the cards. 
So the major arcana tarot cards represent the life lessons, karmic influences, and the big themes that are influencing your life and your soul's journey to enlightenment. The major arcana cards meanings are deep and complex, but in beautiful, beautiful ways. These tarot cards truly represent the structure of human consciousness, and it holds the keys to our life lessons. So the major arcana cards include 21 numbered cards and one unnumbered card, the fool. It looks like a court jester. Mm -hmm. The fool is the main character of the major arcana and makes his journey through each of the cards, meeting new teachers and learning new life lessons along the way and eventually reaching the completion of his journey with the world card. This is known as the fool's journey and is a helpful way of understanding the storyline of the major arcana tarot card meetings. So I'm just going to read you guys the major arcana tarot cards. So there's the high priestess, the fool, the magician, the empress, the moon, the hanged man, the chariot, the lovers, the emperor, the world, the hierophant, the hermit, the sun, temperance, the tower, strength, judgment, the star, wheel of fortune, death, justice, and don't don't don the devil <laughs> so again these cards <clears throat> are for our soul's journey to enlightenment mm -hmm. so there's things that we're going through in our lives that when you so at the beginning of a card reading you're going to actually think of a question or ask a question and we're going to get into that later mm -hmm. but based on what is pulled it's going to tell you something about the question that you mm -hmm. asked mm -hmm. okay so what does a major arcana card mean in a tarot reading? So when you see these in your reading, it means you're being called to reflect on the life lessons and themes that are currently being experienced at that time. So whatever your question is, you asked, and let's say you get the full card. I don't know. I mean, I, don't, I can't even, I can't even give you an example because I don't even know what the question was that we asked. So let me retract that. But a major arcana card will set the scene for your entire tarot mm -hmm. reading. Mm -hmm. The other cards relate back to that main card. So the major arcana, like I said, is going to deal with life experiences, major life experiences. Mm -hmm. And then um, what does it mean when a tarot card reading is mostly major arcana tarot cards? It basically means that there are important lessons that you must pay attention to to progress further in your spiritual and personal quest. So a lot of people think that when you get a tarot card reading, you're trying to predict the future. Right, and it's not And true. it that's absolutely not Because mm -hmm. I've had more than one. I've had uh, more than one. Yeah. yeah. No, <clears throat> it's basically talking about what's currently going in your life and the things you need to fix now mm -hmm. to get to where you want to go. That's true. That's exactly true. Because one of the readings I had, the the lady, she was nervous though with me. I don't know why, maybe because my spiritual energy was strong too, mm -hmm. but she was like shaking. But anyway, I just wanted to share that, brother. Have mercy. Help us, Jesus. Anyway, um, <laughs> she was telling me stuff and, and I was like, oh, okay. And it, she was, she was spot on. That's mm -hmm. what I'm saying. I did it with different people. I didn't go to the same person. It's just different people. And it's it's so interesting because it is really, if you try it, you know, don't be afraid of it because I'm not afraid of it, though. That's the thing. I don't have the mindset of it's something bad. Maybe when I was younger, somebody may have told me that. But when I got older, I realized this is not 
anything bad. Mm -hmm. For example, something that I want to express is like when you look at the cards, like when I said the devil, ooh, like I said it like that because most people will look at that and think like, oh, there's a devil force coming for you or something like that. But it doesn't necessarily mean that the 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 meanings of the cards are how you and how your intuition interprets it Mm -hmm. so like let's just say i am going to ask a question now let's just say i want to say am i going to progress in my career Mm -hmm. and let's say i get a devil card in my um in my spread. Mm-hmm. It could possibly mean that there's something about me that's low vibrational that's going to keep me from getting this job so I have to change that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily mean that there's a demon that's going to be chasing right. me in the house at nine o'clock at night right. and I'm going to be seeing somebody standing in my doorway or something like that. It doesn't mean that. It's it's always about you and your internal stuff. That's true. That's that's with any type of reading, though. I yes, it is. Yeah. And the thing is, if you really get real with yourself and just allow, you'll see, okay, yeah, I do need work in that area. Mm-hmm. I am kind of a demon in that area. Like, mm-hmm. I could probably shut my mouth a little bit stop talking trash you know what i'm saying you'll mm-hmm. see that yeah there is something about you that you know maybe needs to change so it's not what the card the image on the card says it's something about you and i need you all to really 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 understand and know that when you're getting your tarot card reading don't think that you got the devil card and when you go home mm-hmm. you're gonna start seeing shadowy figures that's but not if that's what where means. your vibration is you can create that to happen though you know what I mean? Like if you, like you said, that's if it's where they are. Like if they're thinking that, they may create that to themselves. If they're thinking like. But it's all, it all pertains to the question you asked is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. So okay. at the beginning, like if you ask a question about your job mm-hmm. or a relationship. Oh, I see what you're or, saying. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Okay. Then it's going to pertain to that because that's where your energy is gauged I get towards. you now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the minor arcana, let's talk about that. So the 56, we're not going to go over all 56 cards because that's just too much. But the 56 minor arcana tarot cards reflect the trials and tribulations that we experience on a daily basis. Minor cards describe people, events, feelings, and circumstances we encounter on our personal journey. They represent events that are within the control of the individual and indicate how you do something. So within these cards, there's 16 representing 16 different personalities and they're pages, knights, kings, and queens. The minor arcana also includes 40 numbered cards organized into four suits with 10 cards each. And these represent various situations that we encounter day to day. So these cards are the cups, swords, pentacles, and wands. So let's talk about the suit of cups. This represents your feelings, emotions, intuition, and creativity. The cups cards often appear in tarot readings about relationships and your emotional connection with yourself and others. So if you ask an emotional question like, when am I going to get over this relationship or am I going to get over this relationship? You might see some cups suits come up in your reading. Also, the suit of pentacles represents your finances, work and material possessions. The pinnacle cards often appear in tarot readings about career and financial wealth. So again, it goes back to your intention. Your intention begins with your question that you ask. So if you're asking a question about your job and finances, 
you know, that's the vibration you're giving off. So you may get some pentacles when in your, um, in your spread. Then we have the suit of swords, which represents your thoughts, words, and actions. The swords cards often appear in tarot readings about communicating your ideas, making decisions, and asserting your power. Making decisions. Should I get a new job? Should I move? Should I get a new car? Things like that. And lastly, the suit of wands represents your energy, motivation, and passion. The wands cards often appear in tarot readings about life purpose, spirituality, and new ideas. So, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, anything in those realms, life purpose, why am I here? I mean, I don't know why I'm doing that voice, but I guess that's how I hear it in my head. If you want to know like what your purpose in life is, maybe you're going to see some suit of wands in your spread. So what does a minor arcana card mean in a tarot reading? So in a tarot reading, a minor arcana card will show you what's happening in your daily life and how it's affecting you. These practical cards represent interactions, experiences, thoughts, emotions, as you go about your daily life. A minor arcana card will show you the key situation you're dealing with currently, right now, today. The situation is temporary and has the potential to change based on the actions that you choose. So again, it's all going within. It's all going within. It's all going within. And and I kind of keep saying it because I feel like tarot has a bad name. I feel like people don't deal with it because they think it's some hoodoo, voodoo, evil, something dark side. Mm -hmm. And it's really not. It's Mm -hmm. just more information about yourself. You know, we have a consciousness and we have a subconscious and a lot of tarot deals with our subconscious stuff that we're stifling stuff that we're Mm -hmm. thinking about, but we're not outwardly saying, Mm -hmm. but that vibratory frequency is still within us. Mm -hmm. So when we do these cards, it's like, Oh, okay, wait, you know, and and I'm telling you, it's going to tell you more about yourself. And if you really get real with yourself, you're going to be like, like Tracy said, it was spot on because she was real with herself enough to know like, okay, yeah, that actually is happening. This is happening. So, you know, so what does it mean when a tarot reading is mostly minor arcana tarot cards? So it's just a sign that you're dealing with day-to-day issues and they won't necessarily have a lasting influence on your life. Mm. It could just be small little things like maybe you're paying your bills late or something and you need to do better at it, depending on the question you ask or you're showing up to work late and you need to fix that. Like you are in charge of fixing that. So, so far, am I straight with what I'm saying? Are you understanding what I'm talking about? Mm. Okay. I just want to be sure because, you know, sometimes stuff. I get it though. (laughs) So let's talk about how the tarot works and then how to do a reading. Like in case any of you are interested, I'm going to just give you a few tips on what I do. Like I said, I do it for myself. I do it for my friends. Um, And yeah, let's talk about that. So how does it work? While many people believe tarot is going to tell you the future, like we said earlier, nay, nay, nay. That means no. <laughs> Making predictions are not what really what the tarot is about. It's just, it's not about fortune telling or anything about that. It's really tapping into your intuition, especially if you want to create your idea future and manifest your goals. So you have to go into it thinking that like, I'm not trying to get a, you know, a response on if I'm going to get married in two years. It all comes down to you because how you act and how you change things about you 
is going to dictate if you get married mm-hmm. in two years or not. Mm-hmm. If you want to meet somebody, but you're staying in the house all the time, or you're not going anywhere to meet people, or you're not, you know, like me, I don't go anywhere, but I don't want to meet anybody, y'all. So I would need to change that. Mm-hmm. I would need to go out to meet people. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? So it's not about the universe bringing somebody to my front door. It's about me changing habits about myself mm-hmm. so that I can meet that person. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's talk about how to do a reading. So understanding the general meanings of the card, I mean, there, there's a bunch of them. So you're going to look at them and you might be overwhelmed. Like, what does this guy with the sword mean? You know, and I can put up resources that I used when I first started on my tarot adventure is what I like to call it, that help you understand the cards. But it really is just tapping into your own intuition and wisdom so that you can take brighter steps into your future, make yourself better, and look at what's on the card. Because the the images on the card will give you a hint as to what it means, Mm -hmm. you know. So the first thing you want to do is grab a deck that you like to work with. I mean, there's tons so many of decks out there so i many. even saw one when we went to the sacred space there's a place in summerland called the sacred space and it's a meditation garden they have a store there too shout out sacred space it's so peaceful it is so beautiful there love it they had a deck in honor of black history month with royalty it was nothing but black people on the deck and i should have brought that deck but it didn't resonate with me at the time when i saw it but it was beautiful. Kings and like I said, they have kings, queens, jesters, all that kind mm-hmm, of stuff. Mm-hmm. The the moon, the this, that. They were all black people in different shades. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I should have bought that deck. But there's tons of decks, you guys. There's easy ones. There's ones that have different images. So just whatever one you vibrate to, whatever yeah. is aesthetically pleasing to you. There's no, nope, don't use that one. That one's too advanced. No, it's whatever you want to exactly. choose. Yeah. So the first thing you're going to do ask the card deck a question it should be clear and open-ended for example avoid asking questions with will i because they run the risk of locking you into a passive role in your own future and you want to play an active role in Mm -hmm. in changing Mm -hmm. that becoming what you want to be so the idea is to use the card reading to illuminate a path forward So it should ask questions that are broader. So like, here's a few examples. What do I need to know about blank? How can I understand blank? Mm -hmm. Why am I feeling anxious about where is the hidden opportunity in? How can I move past (laughs) things like that? Mm So then once you have a question in your mind, now it's time to shuffle. I mean, so you could do the traditional Mm -hmm. two decks, Mm -hmm. you know, bridge, all that (laughs) stuff. I cannot do that. I really can't. I do that. I don't know how to do that still. Mm -hmm. And I'm old as heck. And I still don't know how to do the bridge (laughs) or the cards. Um, Or you can just, you know how you hold the deck in one hand and you just shuffle them Mm -hmm. in your hand like that. Mm -hmm. You could do that. Or you could take several piles, cut them, put another one here, put another one here, put another one here, and then just restack them. However, you could throw them up, what my brother used to call it, 52 pickup. Yeah. In this case, 78 um, pickup, throw the cards in the air, and pick up all the cards. Like, whatever you want to do, mm-hmm. just shuffle mm-hmm. them. And then, once you shuffle the cards, pull your cards. So there's multiple ways we could go here, Okay. Because there's so many different spreads. When I tell you 
there's so many different spreads. There's so many different spreads. So first of all, you want to pick out your spread and I will put a website for you guys that I actually use for some of the spreads that I've done for my friends, not necessarily me. Cause with me, I'll do like a daily spread and it's not, it's usually a three card spread. So for example, on this website I'm looking at, um, there's ones for love, career, daily, spiritual, a full moon spread, a new moon spread, celestial events, love and relationships. I mean, everything is here. Career, two spiritual tarot readings you can do to jumpstart a new business, a practical tarot spread to help you strategize, getting answers about your job hunt. I mean, it, the list goes on and on. So you just want to figure out what spread you want to do. And then when I send you guys a website, it's going to tell you. So put this card here, put that card there, and put this card here. The first one means this, the second one means that, and the third one means this. That's if you're doing a three-card spread. I mean, it really is that simple as it's going to tell you what it actually means for you in your life. So I think as I moved ahead a little bit, well, once you've chosen your cards and you lay them, so you don't want to pull them, you don't want to turn them up yet. You want to keep it face mm -hmm. down. And then after you've pulled all your cards, so maybe you're doing a, let's just say you're doing a three card spread. You want to pull three, however you shuffle them. You want to put them in different decks. You want to just you know how they do the, what do they call it, a fan? Mm -hmm. Where you just put them you, flat. It's like. Yeah. And then you, that's probably the easiest way I would say to do it. And then just pick, depending on the spread you want, pick three or five or seven, depending on your spread. I'm going to go with three for the sake of this conversation. You pull your three out and you leave them face down. Then take a moment, center yourself, ask your question again, turn your cards right side up. So the key is to stay as calm and focused as you can to fully connect with your intuitive abilities. So that way you can hear what the cards are trying to tell you about the question that you just asked. Mm -hmm. So a three card spread for centering yourself during chaotic experiences, let's just use that. The first card would represent what you can do to surrender to the change in your life. The second card would offer direction on caring for yourself during this process. Mm -hmm. The third one is a guide for centering yourself in the midst of this change. So it just depends on the type of spread that you're doing. And I took that directly from the website I'm going to post on our, our pages, our social media pages, so you guys can see. It literally tells you if you're going to do a three-card spread for this, the first card means this, the second card means that, the third card means this. If you're going to do a five-card spread for illumination and clarity, the first card means what is happening in this moment. The second card means how can I weather it easily with grace. The third is what is the lesson. The fourth is what is leaving at this time. And the fifth is what is arriving at this time. So it's going to guide you as to what you need to know and don't beat yourself up for like, I don't know what none of these cards mean. It, I'm still learning the cards, you guys, and I, and I do readings for other people. Mm -hmm. And I'm still learning. But as you tap into your intuition and the question that they're asking or the question that you're asking, you're going to know exactly what it means because you know within yourself what you're trying to find out. And if you're being real with yourself, you're going to know. Mm -hmm. You're going to know. Mm -hmm. So the bottom line is... Doing a tarot reading can help you connect with your intuition and find answers that lie within you about 
everything from relationships and love to what's going on in your life currently to what should you be doing right now. There's really no wrong or right way to pull cards, but you should probably follow a best practice and this card spreads that I'm going to show you guys will help you give you a best practice. But I really don't think that there's a right way or a wrong way. Mm -hmm. So I said we might go into the next week, but I think I did pretty good. I think I did good. So do you have any questions for anything I have said here? Um, let's do a reading after uh, the show. Okay. We can do that. <laughs> so, and then we'll talk about it next had, week. I haven't had one in like a few years. Okay. Yeah. It's been okay. a few years or so. Yeah. So yeah. We... Before COVID. That was the last time I had it. It was before COVID started. Okay. Yeah. So we'll talk to you guys next week about Miss Tracy's reading. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Nosies. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all I have for this week's Metaphysics with Marcy. I appreciate you guys' energy and for tuning in every week. And I'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. Did you know the sky is blue because it reflects off the ocean? The lioness is the hunter. The sun is the largest star. Crystals form in earth. Dogs can smell cancer. Newborns don't share tears. Naps could save your life. Grapes light on fire in the microwave. Lobsters have clear blood. Potato chips cause the most weight gain. Did Did you you know? Did you know every February, the U.S. honors the contributions and sacrifices of African Americans who have helped shape the nation? Black History Month celebrates the rich cultural heritage, triumphs, and adversities that are an indelible part of our country's history. It was Carter G. Woodson who first set out in 1926 to designate a time to promote and educate people about Black history and culture. Woodson envisioned a week-long celebration to encourage the coordinated teaching of Black history in public schools. He designated the second week of February as Negro History Week and galvanized fellow historians through the Association for the Study of Negro Life and History, which he founded in 1915. The idea wasn't to place limitations, but really to focus and broaden the nation's consciousness. The idea eventually grew in acceptance, and by the late 1960s, Negro History Week had evolved into what is now known as Black History Month. Protests around racial injustice, inequality, and anti-imperialism that were occurring in many parts of the U.S. were pivotal to the change. Colleges and universities also began to hold commemorations, with Kent State University being one of the first. Fifty years after the first celebrations, President Gerald R. Ford officially recognized Black History Month during the country's 1976 bicentennial. Ford called upon Americans to seize the opportunity to honor the too often neglected accomplishments of Black Americans in every area of endeavor throughout our history. The month of February was chosen primarily because the second week of the month coincides with the birthdays of both Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass. Lincoln was influential in the emancipation of slaves, and Douglass, a former slave, was a prominent leader in the abolitionist movement which fought to end slavery. Thus, Woodson created Negro History Week around the two birthdays as a way of commemorating the black past. Did you know? Did you know? And now, the love vibration. The question of the day is, 
should I listen to my friends regarding the guy I have been dating for almost a year? When they met him, it did not go well. They said he was rude to them and rough around the edges. But when him and I are together, he is so sweet, caring, loving, and such a gentleman. They feel he is not the right man for me, that deserve that I deserve better. What do you think? <laughs> friends. <laughs> Let me tell friends, you, I friends, just friends. Lit, I, I honestly just, I'm like, did I write in and didn't remember? <laughs> because <laughs> like, I literally, my last relationship, that's what happened. Like my friends hated this person. They didn't care about him. I shouldn't say hate. That's powerful. Did you hate him? I did not hate him. I just, um, I didn't like the way he did things. Yeah. And so, but when it was he and I, at first. <laughs> you hear her say at first, y'all. It was like, you know, it was, it, I felt like I was being treated very, very well. Right. And then after the person got comfortable. That's when everything changed. That's when it changed. So it's like when people get comfortable, then it sounds like that's when their true colors come out. Yeah. So it's like we have to, that. that's a good lesson for people so we have to allow them to get comfortable before we start to give yeah before you yeah before you actually say oh move in or yes. let's call us exclusive yes because you want to really see who they are yeah so to answer your question oh go ahead oh. Now, that's your question and i'm like well to answer this is meditation with love <laughs> vibration so <laughs> so i know sometimes our friends can see things we don't i i know that because of, because of our feelings for the person, we can be blinded to what is really going on, you know. And it is possible that he may be socially awkward as well, you know, like to where he's just not comfortable being around a bunch of people. And, but I know, I know it doesn't constitute a rudeness. Yeah. But maybe he just didn't know how to, maybe it could be also how they were coming at him with questions too. Like if they were coming at him in like a, you better not did it, you know what I mean? So it can, could have made him come off rude with his answers. I did that one time. You did? Yeah. You did for real? I did. What did you do? So my girl, <laughs> she gonna be mad about me saying this, but I mean, it was in front of everybody, so it doesn't matter. Christina. Oh. No, I love you. So when she <laughs> I'm was surprised you said her name. No, she know. I don't oh. care. Everybody, oh, okay. it was in front of everybody where oh. it happened. Oh, okay. So, okay. Um, when she was dating her current husband, <laughs> <laughs> so you see what I thought didn't matter. <laughs> she was. Uh, we were in a bar, and she was playing. Like in the bar, they had like. Um, some kind of like video game. I want to say it was Kino or whatever. Mm -hmm. And Christina is the luckiest person I know. That girl wins every time we go to Vegas, every time she's playing Scratchers, mm -hmm. this girl wins. So this one day she was in the bar and she was telling me about the guy that she was going, oh, he's cute and he's mm -hmm. this and da da da. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at him like, mm -hmm. <laughs> she perched her lips when she said sure that. Sure did. <laughs> and then she ended up winning and I think it was like 250. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so he was like, <laughs> Woo! Drinks on Christina, and I was like, "No, it's not." <laughs> and he was like, "Excuse me," I said, "Drinks are not on Christina. Drinks are on you." And then she was, she Christina was mortified. She was like, Stop. "Why are you asking her to pay for her money?" You and he was like, "I was joking." <laughs> I was like, "Oh well." Mm. 
now you know she ain't paying. Christina was like, Marcy. <laughs> <laughs> like, how long was she with him when this incident happened? I mean, they weren't even together yet. Oh. <laughs> They were just, you know how like you just are in like with the person mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. she lived next door to me in the apartment we lived in. So she was in 101 and I was in 102. Best okay. years of my life. Great time. And so, you know, they were just hanging out, getting yeah, to know each other. Yeah. So I would say maybe this is like the third or fourth time that they've hung out. And here is her best friend like, no, she not. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, can you stop, please? And I was like, okay, my bad. I mean, <laughs> Get out your business. <laughs> that is too funny. But I mean, you know, like you said, he said he was joking. Mm-hmm. And my mama said there's truth in jest. <laughs> that's what Catherine James said, and that's a fact. Oh my God. That and is let me too stop funny. talking on this podcast before I say something and Christina be like, oh, our friendship is over. I, know, I was like, okay, well, well. Nah, she knows you're not going to do that. No. But um, also, I was thinking too with this guy that she's talking about. I mean, with this guy that she's talking about. You know, he could truly be hiding something from her to gain something what from you mean? her. Like, hiding who he truly is so that he can get something from her later on. Like how you say, you know, some people, they bring their representative. Mm-hmm. And then once they get comfortable, then you get to see who they truly are. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. Like what happened with me. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay. I do want to say this because sometimes our friends, are n- not who we think they are. Like sometimes they don't they don't want to see us happy, so they will try to sabotage. And I'm not saying this is this person's friends, but sometimes that does happen, you know. But then is that a friend? No, but that's what I'm saying. It's like how do you know they? What if they're like? What if none of them have a relationship and they're kind of like feeling a certain way about it? And so they're throwing shade at her. I'm not saying those are her friends. Again, I'm repeating that. I'm just saying some people are like that. And no, they're not her friends, but she doesn't know that yet. You know what I'm saying? And that is kind of messed up when you do stuff like that. Yeah. But because it was brought to her attention, I would say have a conversation with him in a loving way and see what he says in regards to what they were saying earlier about him being rude to them. Mm-hmm. You know, find out what just like what happened, like what was said, you know, whatever. Also, after the conversation, start paying attention to his words and actions and see if they match, because that's another thing that we don't pay attention to. Right. <laughs> so. But I mean, if you were there and saw it happen, you're going to know if he was rude or not. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, she it sounds like she may have stepped away or something and they were just talking amongst them because she would have known. She would have said, yeah, he was rude. You know what I mean? I think. And a person will tell on themselves, too, a lot of times. So, like, yeah, you might be in lust or smitten with this person or whatever, mm. but you've seen some signs. I agree with that. Of them being rude or I disrespectful or whatever. You may have ignored it, like, oh, maybe that was just a one-off. Right. But you saw it. Right. And that's when you see stuff like that, now that you just pay attention to that. Yeah. And see if it happens more regularly. Where were you three years ago? Because I needed to hear that. Like, if you see this again, pay attention. (laughs) I was here. Yeah, so you didn't tell me that. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> we never had that conversation for me to tell you that. You should have. You saw it. <laughs> <laughs> Was you going to listen to me? I no. Listen, I, I listen. I, it, it's not even about, even with this situation, it's not even about of listening like, oh, Tracy said this, so that's what it is. But you do take stock in it and you yeah. say, this person knows me. They know how I am. I know this person. Mm-hmm. I know how they are. And I know they only want to see me win. You're right. So she's not going to tell me anything wrong. That's true. Not and on you, purpose anyway. Right. And you know me, I'm always like, you know, I start off like this too. I'm like, well, you're going to do, no, you're going to do what you want to do anyway, but this is what I see. Blah, 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 blah. No, this is Tracy. <clears throat> well, uh-uh. I do. I mean, I see what you're saying, but maybe he was having a bad day and that's why he said that. She'll start off like that. Because she's the Libra, the scales. Like, I don't want to go this way and I don't want to go that way. I have said. Yeah, after two and a half years. I've said that before. I've said it before when people have come to me and said, what do you think? And I was like, you're going to do what you want to do. And and the reason why I say that is because I learned when people came to me for advice, they continued doing the same thing over and over and over. And they kept coming back to me with the same situation. So I knew, I'm like, you know what? It doesn't matter what I say. They may they may take a little bit of it in, but it doesn't matter what I say. So they're going to do what they want to do. And plus, you learn that from yourself as well. So. Well, yeah, because at the end of the day, it's not about what the person giving you, doing what the person tells you to do. Right, it's not. You're going to your friend because maybe there's something you're not seeing. Right, and you want their input on it. Yeah. But then when you keep coming back with the same situation, you know what I'm saying? It's like, okay... I don't, okay. The only thing you can do now is just kind of just listen. Yeah, but I want our listeners to understand, like in the question that Tracy had, um, can you read your question one more time? Because we started talking about stuff. I I have so many thoughts on this topic that I'm just like. Should I listen to my friends regarding the guy I have been dating for almost a year? When they met him, it did not go so well. They said he was rude to them and rough around the edges. But when him and I are together, he is so sweet, caring, loving, and such a gentleman. They feel he is not the right man for me, that I deserve better. So for me, no, you don't listen to your friend. Mm -hmm. You take what they're saying and you make a note of it. And then you look for yourself. And so I shouldn't say don't listen, but like Tracy said, you're going to make your own decision anyway. But if this is truly your friend or somebody that you feel is a real, real friend, you do have to take stock on what they're saying. That's true. That's why I said, have a conversation. That's why I was saying at towards the end. Also, once you have a conversation with him, pay attention to his words and actions, Mm -hmm. pay attention because they gave you that information for some reason. Maybe you, maybe the universe was talking to you. You know what I mean? Maybe you had a thought, maybe something happened and you had a thought that fleeting And then all of a sudden this situation took place and now it's coming about. So just look, just, just, just start paying attention to that part of it. I'm thinking that's what, that's how I feel about it. No, I agree with that too. I'm not saying just because your friend says, oh, he was rude to me. You need to go home and be like, it's over. Right. I don't agree with that. Nancy. I don't agree with that. either. I don't agree with that either. Plus they're not in a relationship with him. You are right. And if he's treating you good, that's really all that matters. Well, I mean, it is 
<laughs> what matters? But you don't want your friends coming over and he's, call, you know, calling them outside their name and stuff, well, you know? Now, let me, ask, let me ask you, though. If they have an issue with your dude, well, we already know how that happened. Because it's like, if I have an issue with my, with my friend's dude, I'm not going to want to be around. Because I'm not going to want to do anything to disrupt her relationship and if me and him are not clicking. You understand what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. that wouldn't be cool. Yeah. No, I mean, it just it just puts an unneeded pressure because you know that this person doesn't like him and he said some weird stuff to her. And so why are you going to have them hanging out together? It doesn't make right. sense. And it's, yeah. And it's like, you never know why a person just doesn't, sometimes people just don't vibe. <laughs> everybody ain't for everybody. Show ain't. But anyway, I hope that that was helpful for you. I'm sorry. I kind of went left in your segment, but it's all right. that resonated. Um, <laughs> you're so silly. Um, I hope that that was helpful. And I bid you all love and light and light. Hey, girl. Hey. You got your glass of wine? I do. You have yours? Yes. Are you ready? Ready for what? A social conversation. Let's do it. On this week's social conversation, I came across this post. (laughs) It was dropped on February 5th, 2022, which was yesterday. (laughs) And it's from the New York Post. And it says, and actually, I saw it on social media. And then I I went to the New York Post to, to get more information. So it says, Michigan mom says SpongeBob told her to kill her three year old daughter. You guys. I'm sorry. These people. You guys. Okay. So I'm going to read what it says. It says, Justine Johnson allegedly stabbed her daughter, Sutton, 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 sorry, Sutton Moser, multiple times on September 16th, 2021. Mm -mm. A Michigan mom whose three-year-old daughter was found dead in a trash bag, you guys, told investigators that SpongeBob ordered her to kill the child or she would face death herself, a report said on Friday. Justine Johnson, 22, allegedly stabbed young Sutton multiple times on September 16th, two days after the child's third birthday, before stuffing her body into a black trash bag after she was hallucinating due to weeks of heroin withdrawal and lack of sleep. She's charged with felony murder and first-degree child abuse. I, I, I know I saw some comments that said, this is some, somebody said mental health should be free. That's what one of the comments mental says. Mental health should be free. Yeah, I don't know why, but that's what one of the comments says. But also, a little bit more in that, that, that uh, article, because I read a little bit more of it, but it was too, you know, I didn't want to read the whole thing. It did mention that, she even the mother even tried to kill herself like she was going to kill herself and it's like it's so sad to me that breaks my heart that this child has transitioned on because of her mom's what was going on yeah Mm -hmm. like the drugs they say they said she was on heroin yeah but to me that's a mind-altering type thing so your mental state is when i say mental state i meant like her current state that she was in was altered because of the drugs she right, was on. Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it, that's so sad, though. Uh, the kid probably watched 
SpongeBob all the time or something. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I don't even really know what to say about this story other than that's really sad. It's very sad. um, Mental health help. um, In this instance, it was self-induced with drugs. Yeah. So, So she had to be going through something herself. In order for her to inject herself with the drug, mm-hmm. which caused her to do what she did. Kill her child, and now she's going away for a long time. It's really sad. It breaks my heart that that child, it just breaks my heart that that child is not, the child didn't do anything. Yeah, all she did was exist, and her mom was on drugs, and yeah, that was a sad one. I'm sorry, but, you know, it just, when I saw that, I was like, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. But I hope that didn't bring everybody down too much. <laughs> I'm sitting here like. <laughs> she sure is. She's all like, oh, my God. That's what made me say. So, you know, I and I, I understand why you feel that way, because that's how I was feeling when I read when I read it. But, you know, you guys just. If you if you see people that are struggling, just really be there for them. Is yeah. just be there for them because it's like you never know what they do to help themselves get through it. You know, that's where addictions come from and stuff. So that was this week's social conversations. We'll see you guys next week. Peace y'all. Peace, y'all. Peace, y'all. What's on your radar? What's on my radar? What's on your radar? What's on my radar? What's on your radar? What's on my radar? What's on your radar? So, what is on my radar? Well, there's a couple things. So, first of all, we're recording this on Sunday, February 6th, 2022. And do you know whose birthday it is today? So yes, y'all, it is Bob Marley's birthday. Well, happy birthday, Bob Marley. Yeah, he would have been 77 today. I believe he is an ascended master. And for those who have been privileged enough to come into my home, then you all know who reigns supreme here. (laughs) And it is Robert Nesta Marley, um, next to Kilo, of course. Um, But yeah, he is my all-time favorite artist hands down his music just speaks to me as you guys just heard in that clip i mean i just love his music and it's universal like all walks of life all ages all races it doesn't matter people vibe to mr marley and then the next thing that is on my radar (laughs) is I am on the Inside Timer app, and I actually mentioned it last week, you guys, but I'm really, really, really trying to gain a meditation following. So download the app in your app store. You can get it on your phone, Mm -hmm. your Android, your tablet, your iPhone, um, and download it. Inside Timer app. Look for me, Marcy James. You'll see Smiling Little Marcy. I have on a blue shirt, and I've been posting it on our social media come meditate with us. Like I've been posting meditations once a week Mm -hmm. on Thursdays. I have a group called meditation with Marcy where we pick 
uh, meditation in the group and we listen to it together mm-hmm. and we just do a meditation. Meditation is so good for the soul, you guys, even if it's not about Marcy, which I would like it to be on this app. <laughs> but even if it's not, there's a million things on this app that you could do. There's courses, there's music, there's live stuff going on, there's yoga, there's all kinds of stuff yeah. on the Insight Timer app. Yeah. So check it out. Check me out. Drop me a line. Send me a message. I love interacting with you guys. And yeah, that's what's on my radar. What's on yours? What's on my radar is the show called Sweet Magnolias on Netflix. The second season came out. So it's really good. I like it. I like the friendship of the three women. And Heather Headley is Mm -hmm. one of the ones that's in there. It's so funny because... You know her as a singer. Singer. Mm -hmm. So um, it's really good, though, how their friendship is and all that. So if you guys want to check it out, go ahead. It's it's Sweet Magnolias on Netflix. Since you said show, I got to go back to what's on my radar. I told you guys last week was the power finale. Ghost Mm -hmm. is today, y'all. Oh. And I already watched it because it came on demand at midnight. Was it good? Tracy, that is an understatement. My brother already got on me because I gave him the spoiler. Oh. He was like, really, Marcy? <laughs> I was like, my bad. But you guys, this show is so good. If you have not watched um, Power, the original Power, mm-hmm. it was five seasons. It then transitioned into, because I almost said it again, but it transitioned into another show where now the main character of the first show his son is now the main character of the second show. Mm. And where they're going with this um, storyline, I have no clue. I, I don't even know when it's going to come out again. And I'm sitting here like, wait, you cannot end like this. What's mm. going to happen? It was really, really good. Really good. That's good. Yeah. That's good. 50 Cent. I told y'all, y'all, he's doing it <laughs> with the shows. So... You go, boy. <laughs> yeah, so I guess that is going to do it for the radar. But I do have a crystal of the week for you guys as well. What is the crystal of the week? So the crystal of the week is one that I have sitting on my mantle that I don't give enough love to. Uh-oh. And it is called Septarian. Septarian is a multicolor, com- uh, multicolor crystal composed of... Parts that you see are yellow are calcite. Parts that you see are brown are aragonite. The white lines are barite, and the gray lines are chalcedony or limestone. It just depends on where you find the septarian. So let's see. The colors of this stone will effectively put you at rest. It can make you feel good overall, whether it's at home, work, or travel. It's also a grounding stone that will center you and connect you to your body, mind, and spirit. It's a very helpful stone when it comes to spiritual or mental problems. So let's see, what else does it do? One's root chakra will become activated when working with the stone, as well as vital life force energy being channeled throughout your body. You may experience an inner awakening when connecting with the stone, driving drastic change and new habits to replace old ones and daily habits. Septarian is a perfect tool for anyone going through some sort of drastic change in their life, and it can help repair your emotional body. Meditating with this stone over your third eye repeatedly can help produce visions of one's previously previous life experiences, as well as bring more understanding to your current life. 
Septarian can help enhance your dreams and provide a vividness one has yet to experience. Some physical properties of Septarian is it will help relieve pain and it'll give a much needed boost to your immune system. It can help stop night twitches and muscle spasms. It can also help improve metabolism and help with kidney, blood, and skin disorders. Septarian will bring in more love, kindness, and sincerity in your life, and it will enhance your communication on so many levels. That's awesome. That is Septarian. You go, Septarian. And you know, to me, it, it always reminds me of, like, snake skin. It kind of does look like that. Yeah, but it's a beautiful-looking stone. <laughs> yeah. It really is. It does look like... But it looks like it's a little bit... The the, um, the characters of it's a little larger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's, it is beautiful. Yeah. I like it. And I have none of it. That's the only one I have. And yeah. it caught my eye at a crystal show. And I was like, what is this? It's so di- There's so many crystals out there. And there's so many crystals that unite it together to create another. You know what I mean? Like that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like, they came together and they're like, okay, let's do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so Okay, y'all. Thank you so much for being with us on this episode of A Libra and a Gemini, the podcast. Please follow us on our social medias, and they are as follows. On Facebook, it's A Libra and a Gemini. On Instagram, it is also A Libra and a Gemini. On Facebook, I mean, YouTube, I already said Facebook. On YouTube, (laughs) it's A Libra and a Gemini, the podcast. And then you can follow yours truly on the Insight Timer at Marcy James. And lastly, if you all want to email us, it's a Libra and a Gemini, the podcast at gmail.com. We so appreciate you guys coming, listening yes. to us every week, giving us your questions, giving us your feedback, telling us what you want to hear, what you don't want to hear, interacting on our social medias. We truly cannot do this without you. That is the truth. And we genuinely, genuinely, genuinely mean it. So until next week, we will see you soon. Stay free, y'all.